1: Greetings Grapple fans and welcome to episode 126 of The Pro Wrestling Index right here on the Anfield Index podcast channel. This is your regular source of all things WWE and more besides. Uh, and well, the the big topic uh, as we head into this weekend is obviously the Money in the Bank Pay-Per-View uh, on the WWE Network and everything that uh, ties into that, but there are some other things to discuss. So uh I have with me Mr. Guy Drinkle, my regular audio tag team partner. How are you doing, Guy?
2: I'm good, man. I've just seen John Wick 3. Go watch it, people. Cheeky, free plug that everyone should listen to anyway. But yeah, go watch that film.
1: <laughs> and joining myself and Guy is the man in the know. He's got his fingers in just about, it, I was going to say pies, but listen, if if there's a ring somewhere, this guy knows about it. It's Tadiwa. How are you doing, Tadiwa? <laughs>
3: How's it? Good to be back on. I'm enjoying my Brock Lesnar
1: schedule at the moment. <laughs> well, you never know. We might decide to turn your Brock Lesnar schedule into a Seth Rollins schedule.
3: Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, to do, we start uh, talking about money in the bank then. Um, I've been less than enthused about WWE television lately. Now, I must say, I'm, I must kind of, um, balance this out by saying at the weekend, um, I went to a WWE live event in Newcastle. I got tickets for my son for his birthday because he's a, he's a fan of WWE. He enjoys it. He's a big fan of uh, at and Joe. He was really, really looking forward to going. If they put on a really, really good show, I was impressed. Um, everyone pulled him back, even though it was a house show. It was non-televised, obviously. It was they, a really good show. It was a good atmosphere. And I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. But I've got to say to Diwa, I have not enjoyed it for quite some time. I have been enjoying the overall for quite some time. We, myself and Guy, uh, are brutally honest <laughs> in, in, in our frustrations and sharing them with everyone. And I think it's to do with that we're not alone in this because... The ratings for WWE worldwide are really taking a hit lately, haven't they?
3: Yeah, and I was going to say before you ended off there that I don't think you're the only ones that are frustrated, and we can see it with uh, the numbers in terms of viewership with the WWE. Um, The interesting thing, though, I think, is if you look at a lot of the WWE's press, specifically regarding their viewership and why people aren't watching, the excuses that they're giving... A lot of it seems to be—it's—it's it's definitely not our fault. It's definitely not, you know, the quality of the product, or the storytelling, or you know, the direction it's going in. Because you know, at at this point in time, we all know it goes through one man, and that one man is Vince McMahon. Um, they've tried to spin it in the sense of, you know, it's it's per minute watched, opposed to necessarily how many people watch over the course of um, the entire show and um, other ways that they've they've tried to look at it. Now, I, I think they've been protected as well in that they they don't necessarily give interviewers to the, the true hardcore wrestling media. So a lot of the media, you know, the Wall Street Journal and stuff, their interest is more from a shareholder's perspective. They're not going to look at the finer details and they're not going to ask, you know, the, the pertinent questions or the questions maybe wrestling fans might be more aware of. So um, whether WWE decides to open that up to the rest, rest, wrestling media, I really doubt they will, um, especially considering how they're trading in terms of viewership. But um, I'm, I'm glad that you went to a live event. I've always been an advocate that um, if you're going to go to a WWE show, live events are usually more fun. Um, d- did you find it enjoyable opposed to necessarily, as you were saying, that you've been turned off a lot more from the TV production? But I'm, I'm I went to a live show recently and that was a lot more fun than what's been going on on TV.
1: Yeah, it was fun. I, I think the way that they handled the show, the way that they managed it, because it was not televised, you didn't have so many backstage segments taking you out at the moment. You didn't keep going for advert breaks halfway through matches. Uh, there wasn't um, soap-style TV, crappy TV-type storylines being foisted upon you. Interaction in between matches, you know, uh, talking back and forth. What would you like to see? Uh, are you enjoying it? You know, getting, getting, making the audience feel that like they were participating, obviously getting people out there. A few in the ways of promos, it was only the the revival doing, a, you know, a classic heel promo on the crowd and, and the crowd were loving it and joining in with that. And Elias put on a fantastic show playing his guitar asking for um <laughs> asking for requests playing singing Wonderwall then coming up with his own version of Wonderwall it was um which was hating on Newcastle and and it was they they for me that they handled it really well you, there was a nice mix in there it was mostly in ring action. and it was like you say you just kind of feel it you feel that energy you get the feeling that they enjoyed being there that it wasn't a chore, you know. They didn't come out, do the bare minimum for five minutes, and then disappear. That you know, they put, they left everything out there. the, the matches you see in televised in uh, pay-per-view events, you know, where where you know they're flying over the ropes and they're putting everything into it. They were doing that here in the house shows, so uh, I think people really appreciated that they come and they were given the role. They weren't just here, turn up five minutes, you know, couple of headlocks, couple of punches, kicks. See you later. So. No, I, I thought it was really enjoyable. I thought they put on to their credit.
3: Yeah, and it's also, I think, a time where the superstars themselves or the wrestlers themselves, they can let themselves go a little bit more, maybe show a bit more personality, not necessarily, as you said, stick to the script, and I'm sure they enjoy that a lot more than, than some of the stuff that's been written for them. But I think it's also... Um, I wonder how much influence. Obviously, we know Vince McMahon has influence over pretty much everything that goes on with WWE, especially on the main roster. But I wonder if maybe on the on on the house shows or live events, it's not as strict in terms of following a certain procedure. Um, I, I, I don't know if you if you got that impression as well.
1: Um, not so much, because I think it was more, it it was more basically around the, the ring action. Like you said, there was so much less of the storylines. Watching TV has become difficult because you're taken out of it so often. It was almost, uh, it was kind of in the style of, you know, the, when you're watching NXT, um, your other stuff is limited and it's more to a point and it's kept brief and it doesn't disappear off. And it's more around, centered around in-ring action. So, uh, no, I, I think it was all handled really well. Um, you know, we mentioned, like, ratings. Another point on this as well is the reports are coming out that in the UK uh, that WWE is going to be actually moving across onto BT Sport after a long, long relationship with Sky Sports. And reports are that... Um, what WWE were wanting and what Sky were prepared to offer were vastly different numbers um based on the fact that um the, view, the viewership of WWE on Sky has dropped has dropped dramatically um perhaps even more so than than in the US
3: i think if you look at the time span um or in terms of uh, time zones that the time when WWE goes on live in the UK it's I, i'm sure guy could speak more to this as um i'm sure it's around in between one between 1 and 5 a.m if if i'm not correct, mm-hmm. if i'm not yeah. mistaken yeah yeah so i mean in order to be able to engage fans at that time of the evening considering it's um it would be what a tuesday morning uh, early morning and then a wednesday early morning people have work people have other commitments in the morning that they want to you know, um hold up to so if you're going to have something on TV, it better be really exciting and really worth people basically sacrificing their sleep. Um, we've seen, obviously, as football fans, naturally, we've seen you know, fans in Australia, for example, that watch football games at 3 a.m. in the morning. But best believe they're not going to miss a Liverpool game, regardless of what time it is. Um, is that the same thing with WWE at the moment with the product they're putting on for Rowan and SmackDown? Personally, me being here in London, i rather watch it early in the morning. I'd rather set my alarm for 5 a.m. Um, and then start watching from them. I get to skip all the adverts. I get to skip all the stuff that I don't really necessarily want to see. Um, you know, WWE gets a bit, especially with their tag team matches, you can sort of skip half the match because you, you know what's going to happen and then get to the good bits. And it's, it's pretty telling if you look at um The viewership on sky and the numbers that have come out in terms of you know sky wanting to offer a lot less now i think what was crucial for wwe was this patch maybe we could start it in about november when they started the in saudi arabia tour maybe that's when this really big dip started um i don't know if how big a factor saudi arabia itself was and maybe it put some people off but ever since then um I, I think the, the deal with Fox was already done. It was already signed. So not necessarily, you know, we could see any repercussions from the Fox deal. In, in fact, it's the opposite way. The Fox deal is going to make them even more profitable as a company. But maybe some of these deals that they hadn't tied up yet until now, um, for example, the Sky deal, they've been able to look at the numbers and maybe it's starting to catch up with WWE.
1: As we both mentioned, is as a frustration as fans watching the product, um, rumours as well of not just fans being frustrated. I mean, we obviously the, there's the stories of um, performers asking for release, but um, talk of frustration behind the scenes, the scale
3: as well. Yeah, I think I think the the important thing, and maybe this is something if if you're looking at from WWE's perspective, is more specifically with regards to writers coming in the moment they come into the you know into the fold they're pretty much told you're going to be writing for one man you have to please one man and that one man is vince mcmahon everything goes through him he approves everything so if if you maybe have a notion that you're going to be coming into the company and you know with your brilliant ideas and saving the company you you know um, as we fans love to do and and fantasy book um It's totally different, I think, once you get in there because, you know, you're writing for Vince McMahon. If Vince McMahon doesn't like the idea, he's going to cancel it. Heck, if Vince McMahon likes the idea and then two minutes before whatever you had written was meant to go on, he decides he doesn't like it anymore, he's going to change it two minutes before the show has started. And we've seen that countless times, um, more so over the last year. So it's a completely – maybe it's a different environment you – the environment that people would think they're going into. Um, you can imagine any any writer going to the WWE coming in with different storylines and ideas that they've got. It's going to be a very difficult thing to maneuver. You know, If you look at long-term booking, each of those writers, they've got short-term, long-term, medium-term plans for each individual, um, sort of wrestler and superstar. And if Vince McMahon is going week in and week out and just changing the show as he likes you can just imagine how much that messes up any of the plans that that have have gone on and i think it was on the pw torch uh podcast on monday um one of the callers you know for example uh with dana brooke who is you know someone especially purely based on her tv characters not one of the stronger uh women's wrestlers on on the roster But in terms of the effort she puts backstage, behind the scenes, every single day during her off days, she makes sure she's at the performance center. I'm I'm assuming she lives near uh, Florida or near the performance center itself. And you know, on show days, she comes in early. She makes sure she gets her reps inside the ring. She helps setting up the ring. She she's been you know a model professional at most times going above and beyond. So she's one of those characters who the the writers actually root for and, and really try and push. So maybe that's why we've seen on TV, you know, she's been shehorned into certain segments. But the moment she gets any sort of bigger segment or any bigger limelight, you can see how quickly Vince McMahon's foot then steps on, you know, you know, he puts his emphasis on, okay, it can't it gonna go this far. So just with her as evidence, there's clearly a certain level that and leniency that the writers do have but at some point in time they have to answer to one man and with them having to answer to one man i think it's it's really really difficult um and i, I think on the same podcast they also mentioned how you know the writers had ideas of making raw and smack down completely different shows in terms of how the camera angles that are used the type of you know storylines that are involved but once again the problem is it all filters through one person and when that happens it tends to all end up being you know quite some i think that's that's just a growing frustration that that seems to be stewing not just as you mentioned not just with the wrestlers but with the writing team as well and i wonder how long this can continue
1: yeah that's that's a thing you wonder how long it can continue and one final thing then before we move on to the money in the bank card is AEW have uh, announced TV deals uh, in in the past few days? Could this potentially be the um, the the genuine uh, level of competition that WWE needs to to maybe inspire it to to get back a, to to a level that we that we haven't seen? It's, you know, in terms of competition, we haven't seen genuine competition for for the best part of twenty years. So or yeah, almost 20 years. So, you know, could, could this actually be the thing that it really needs to inspire it to, to get back that that interest and, and, and really sort of get us watching again?
3: I think first and foremost, that the, the most important thing is whether or not they're able to get Vince's attention. And there was a piece, I think it was on Variety, um, that had a piece on Vince McMahon this past week, maybe over the last couple of days, and in that piece, Vince McMahon sort of mentioned, you know, the olden days of Turner with WW, um, with WCW and how they tried to take on too much. And Vince knew, you know, Vince sort of allowed them to take some of his superstars and allow them to do certain things because he knew they weren't able to, you know, stand the test of time. And eventually they were just going to take over them. And I don't think that's a coincidence that Vince is bringing out a piece or Variety is bringing out a, you know, sort of like a puff piece on Vince McMahon and that sort of Turner relationship or rivalry that he had the week that AEW is announced to be, you know, going back on TN or going onto TMT. So I think the first job was to get Vince's attention and I think they have done that. Um, Now it's just whether or not they can follow through and learn from the mistakes of the WCWs, um, the TNAs to a certain extent Make sure that they're not, you know, the moment WWE talent leaves, they don't necessarily become the main person on AEW. I think that weakens the brand quite a bit, as as we saw on TNA. Um, but as things stand, they seem to have done the right things. I think they're taking a bit of a gamble because I'm not sure if the the TV deal for AEW has is, is a rights fees deal. I, I'm assuming it's not, which means that for the first year. Or- they they're probably going to take a big loss and a big hit um all the expenses aren't necessarily being covered by the tv deal but it's a gamble that you you know a billionaire owner is willing to to make and then they're hoping that they're going to produce a good enough product that they can then sell it on for a a rights deal i'm assuming is the plan um if you're a wwe fan I, I would advocate that you want AEW to do well. If you're not a WWE fan, you also want them not to you also want them to do well. Because if you're not a WWE fan or if you're being turned away from the product, having an alternative, especially as we all are wrestling fans, is always a good thing. And then also if you are a WWE fan, some of the best T V WWE produced was when there was a big competition arrival that they had to try and one up every single time. So as uh, I'm hoping that AEW blow it out the water and really, really um, benefit the industry, not just for themselves, but this could be bigger for the industry as a whole in terms of waking up what seems to be a sleeping giant that is WWE at the moment.
1: Yeah, here, here. Let's uh, let's hope uh, AEW does succeed, does do well. As much as anything, it's good that uh, performers have more than one place to go. And like you say, competition seems to breed, uh, breed success and, and certainly in its heyday during the 90s. So let, let's hope we have uh, two very successful companies going head to head and wrestling fans become the winner once more. Uh, so Guy, you he, he sat there in the background, you just, you know, pushed aside sure. uh, like like what, a KO when it comes to Wrestlemania.
2: Oh, that's harsh. That's a harsh book. (laughs) We shoved you aside. Oh, dear. Uh. So,
1: money in the bank. Money in the bank, then. Uh, Mentioning WrestleMania, here's a brief one. So, uh, one of the main events at WrestleMania was the WWE title match. Daniel Bryan defending the the WWE title to Kofi Kingston. Um, We move on to money in the bank. And Daniel Bryan's on the pre-show, and he's in a tag team.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it it's strange with Daniel Bryan because uh, obviously after WrestleMania, he had um, a mysterious injury where people feared the worst and kind of stuff, but it's it, it seemingly not as bad as people feared. Fortunately, um, but yeah, I mean, it is a very weird turnaround where he's gone from probably being one of the best, if not the best, heel in the company, um, to. Being on the pre-show for Money in the Bank, which is not one of the big pay-per-views. I mean, I I read really, Money in the Bank is one of my favorite pay-per-views, but it's not one of the big four. Um, so it is very strange, but I mean, it it really is needs must in the team division, especially on SmackDown. But um, that wild card rule, it really, it it makes this decision a bit stranger, I suppose. Um, but. It, it, I think we discussed it on the last show and the Smackdown's tag team division had no one so I think they're just making a, a positive can you call it a positive? They've been creative and I think it's the yeah. best situation they could have got out of such a dire, yeah. dire division but yeah Daniel Bryan in there um, with Rowan who's obviously um, a former tag team champ so it's Bryan obviously um, so it, I think it works but Without the wildcard rule, that division would literally be them two against heavy machinery.
1: <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Or or just, hey, you two, you sit next to each other in catering. You're now a tag team. Um, We'll come up with a name. Something, something experience. There we go. The oh. catering experience. <laughs> 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 yeah, you'll get two wins and you'll be up for a tag title match. Yeah. Yeah, well, anyway, so coming over to you to do with well, then, um, Kofi Kingston versus Kevin Owens. So we mentioned there, obviously, you know, Daniel Bryan was, um, he was a part of the WWE title picture. I'm sure that will uh, he will move back into that in time. Kevin Owens was originally announced bizarrely, in a bizarre way, announced that he was going to be, uh Taking on Daniel Bryan for the title, then that didn't happen. Um, so they, they really, really botched the return of Kevin Owens. But I think what they did really nicely, uh, I, I quite enjoyed. I knew it was you could see it coming a mile off, but it was still done. It was still done well because it's Kevin Owens, and it was Kevin Owens being Kevin Owens, turning on the new day. So it's big. It's it? it's Big O taking on Kofi. Um Your thoughts
3: on this title match? I, I would have preferred the KO thing to last a little bit longer because we knew it was coming and we knew it was going to be good. Um, I just wanted that tease just a little bit longer. But when it did happen, um, I think I, I mentioned in the group chat, I was quite disappointed how Xavier Woods was still a part of it. Um I really think this is a time when Kofi can go out on his own a little bit more um maybe have Xavier sell one at least one of those you know um apron power bombs because that is quite a vicious looking move at least sell it, make the move mean something you know have him out for another two or three weeks. that allows Kofi to even have even more to fight for. he's not just fighting for himself and the title he's not fighting for his brother and so on and so forth. Um, I, in terms of the the Kofi run itself, um, I, I personally had no expectations because as soon as it happened, I, I I was okay with him losing it the next night. To be fair, um, but it does seem like and news filtering up from the back is that um, Vince is happy and impressed with the work that he's he's doing at the moment. Um, so I can see him holding it maybe at least until around Survivor Series. But then again, because it's Vince, he could wake up tomorrow morning and won and KO to be champion. And KO being champion is not a bad thing at all. I thought he got shafted, you know, when they were sort of hot potatoing that universal championship between Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. And KO had a little stint with it. I, I think he could be a really good champion going forward. But um, in terms of if you want to establish Kofi as a main event or grow him a bit more, I'm, I'm okay with him winning again. Um, it's just where, where does Kevin Owens go from here then if, if he loses this match uh, does it carry on or do you think this would be the final you know battle between them
1: we will put this one to Guy then where where would you see this going then if KO loses because I've got to be honest I, I can't see the title changing hands at this juncture so do you feel like this will continue Guy for the foreseeable
2: Um, I think it
1: I think he kind of has to, because I don't see who else they could go with. Um, well, there's a wild card rule out there. You know, uh, you could get five from anyone in the first hour and then the second hour.
2: Yeah, but I think that's more useful for filling bullshit, like your tag team division, which you left to die and, and stuff like that. So I, if you've got a main event pitcher, do you really want cross? I know the, it's not really cross-brand anymore, but you've you just, you just I know it's all nonsense, but Jesus, it just yeah. I think you need to kind of keep the main event picture kind of show to sure. So yeah, it's um. I think you just got to run with KO. I mean, I'm I don't want like a AJ Shinsuke situation or a um, AJ Joe situation where it just, it, it's just someone taking loss after loss after loss. But ultimately, I think. KO will win the title. I don't think it'll be money in the bank. I think they might save that for SummerSlam because I think there is ways to prolong it um without KO winning clean or winning dirty. I mean, you can obviously get it I'm not sure when B is actually back, but you could have Big E return, you could have Xavier um interfere or something like that. I think I think I think it'll be quite close. I think it'll look like KO will win and then something will happen. But I think Kofi will end up keeping the belt and I think it will continue into into um, SummerSlam. And I I think KO will eventually win, but not at Money in the Bank.
1: Well, well, here's a question to you both then. Uh, and uh, I'll put it to you first to with then. Could it be that to Kevin Owens is being lined up to take the belt, as Guy suggested, not just yet, but in the future, as being the person who would then... Lose the title to Roman Reigns, so that Roman Reigns can't take the title from Kofi, but Roman Reigns could take the title f- title from Kevin Owens. It, uh, could we be looking at this basically being set up for us?
3: Yeah, I think that's a definite possibility. And WWE usually doesn't like to do, you know, babyface versus babyface, and there's no way they're turning Roman Reigns. They've made that abundantly clear. So you would imagine before Roman Reigns gets into the title picture, there's going to be a heel that takes the title over. Um, I think considering what looks to be advertised going forward for WWE, especially as far as extreme rules, and I suppose this will go on to the prediction that, that we'll have later on for Roman's match and Shane and Miz's matches, Um is I think Roman is still going to be tied tied up outside of the title picture. Whether or not that's a request from him, um, the moment he came back, he did mention that sort of he's happy to be here. He doesn't want that pressure of going straight back into the title picture. So I, I I do get where Guy's coming from in that, not necessarily that Kevin Owens isn't going to win it at all, but in the future it could happen, just not necessarily now. I think considering what's happening with Roman at the moment that's a definite possibility that they're holding off and then Kevin will eventually take it.
1: Yeah, I, I do think that makes sense. Uh, do you do you feel kind of the same guy then?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I think we actually discussed this on the last pod as well about Kofi probably being an intermediary. I'm pretty sure that's the wrong word, but I'm going to run with it. <laughs> um, he's he's pretty much just the holding in the bad guy for Roman to eventually get it, and then um, KO's kind of the middleman. Um, yeah, I mean, the only thing that could change it, obviously KO, not KO, Kofi's been such a big surprise. Maybe they're going to save a big moment for... So, probably a bit of a spoiler for the rest of the pod, but say Andrade wins money in the bank. If if he cashes in on someone else, maybe a rejected Roman, he's going to get a face. He's going to get a face reaction when I'm sure they want to have a heel reaction. So maybe they save Kofi losing to Andrade or something like that. But then we're kind of in the same situation where Andrade probably end up dropping it to Roman. So I think regardless, all all roads lead back to Roman. I yeah. I missed the pun it, there. I should have said Robe. Damn it.
1: <laughs> uh. Yeah, I think it is kind of inevitable, is it, with a major star like that. Uh, I mean, it segues as nicely to then, and I don't like to brush over this, obviously, because of who's involved in it for you, Guy. But Roman Reigns versus Elias, Um, I, I, again, I think this is just another 10-minute match <laughs> in-out. Roman Reigns goes over.
2: Yeah, it'll be that sort of crap match um, where Elias is in control, five moves of doom, win, Shane will come out, Bobby Lashley will come out, attack him, scuffle. Nah, nah set up a match at the next pay-per-view, which will be Shane, I think the room is Shane and Elias v Roman in a handicap match, which will just bury Elias mm-hmm. further. So... Yeah, I mean, if Roman if Roman doesn't win win clean, it'll probably be by disqualification. I think that's probably the best situation we got for Elias yeah. for Elias. But I think it's it's just a really poor way to for him to announce himself on a new show. But the uh, yeah, the brands aren't exactly <laughs> anything different. But yeah, yeah, I think it's just the, a waste.
1: the the non exclusive, exclusive, almost not quite brands um, <laughs> to deal with then. Is I mean it is a distinct possibility as as Guy mentioned there there has been uh, rumored uh, advertising there of.
0: Cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Sorry, in the advertising there's been rumours there of um, of Roman Reigns taking on Elias and Shane McMahon in a 2v1 match at, at Extreme Rules. So does that kind of suggest to you that not only do, do we get some kind of um, a screwy finish with Shane getting involved, but we, we get some kind of closure between The Miz and Shane McMahon in their
3: steel cage match then? Unfortunately, I think it does. Not, not unfortunately in that there shouldn't be closure, but unfortunately in that I do think if they're really going to push on with this Miz babyface run, at some point he needs to win a big match. And if, if it's not a cage match against you know the evil boss, then I, I don't know where he goes from there. I think considering what's looming ahead, if Shane is going to be involved with the Roman Reigns handicap match and then you'd assume that would then lead to a maybe a one-on-one match at Survivor Series... Between Shane and Roman, then they have to keep Shane strong. Um, not that I'm for that, but it, it seems like what they're planning. Um, I, I, I like the Miz. I like Hill Miz, babyface Miz. He's not as good as a babyface, but I like when he gets cheered because he's sort of getting appreciated for the hard work he's put in. He he does, you know, try and reinvent his move set and work hard at you know getting better as a as as a wrestler he's a lot better than what he was a couple of years ago so uh, him getting cheered it's a, it's a good thing i have a soft spot for for the miz but unfortunately i do think he's going to lose this one do i think that's the right decision no not necessarily
1: yeah i'll i'll keep off the the talk of the miz cuz i've never been the biggest miz fan <laughs>
3: <laughs> Many people are. To be fair, no, I I I I do get that, and I wouldn't take offense in anyone saying he's not because I've I've never met someone that sort of likes the as the way that I I do. Not that I'm a huge fan of him, I just appreciate the work that yeah. he does. And I I I, pr- I don't 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 agree with me at all. No, so.
1: no, I, I I certainly appreciate the work he puts in. I I think that's pretty clear, and his promo work is good. He's just never been the most engaging character for me. I find a bit one-dimensional, and I find his work in the ring quite clunky. But again, that's that's me. I'm I'm probably you know Bret Hart's probably one of my all-time favorites. So I'm I'm more in terms I'm more of a fan of the purist, you know that um, that technical, smooth technical style. But anywho, um, another one for you then, uh, guy. One of your Personal favourites here. We we are seemingly, seemingly getting closer to the point where we get Samojo choking out Dominic. Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is basically what guys have been waiting for. It's the only reason I've been watching
2: WWE to <laughs> this is the only reason WWE exists. Is for Samojo to choke out a child. No, is not a child, but
1: someone's yeah, well, sub- this is the thing, yeah. He's not a child. I'd noticed he's got tattoos. You know, as Cesaro pointed out, look, he's, he's what? He's about six foot two. <laughs> he's like a foot taller than his dad. Like, what's going on there?
2: He's the same height as Ray when he's getting choked out on the floor. It's fine. <laughs> 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 oh uh, poor dominic <laughs> it's the only reason he's on wwe tv is to get choked out and if that means joe's losing the title and he snaps and he chokes out someone's child i keep saying child would it be better if he, if joe was choking out some like teenage kids probably but i don't think <laughs> wwe could put that on telly uh, <laughs> but yeah it'd be i oh if joe loses the title he snaps and then he starts battering dominic i Happy days. Um, that'll do. It's the best pay-per-view ever. If that happens, every other match could be shit. It'll be
1: all right. It's getting a thumbs up. So to do a Guy wants to see Samojo choke out somebody else's child. Um, could we be seeing here the setup of Dominic facing Samojo and taking the US title off him on in, like his debut match? Something in the, something like that in in the water?
3: You know what? They they do call it raw, and I've not seen much raw action on, on Raw. I, I do think that's quite ironic. But if Dominic were to come on and take the title, that would be at least something interesting. Um, whether they'll do it or not, I'm not sure. But going back to the Dominic being a child, thing, he's 22. I, I think we can we can call him a semi adult now uh, at, at, at 22. So. I'm, 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 I've joined Guy in the, the, the Samoa Joe choking out Dominic thing. Any excuse for him to choke him out, I'm hoping the excuse that he's old enough, um, uh, gives the green light for it. And in terms of Dominic himself, he, there were rumors that he had signed a contract with WWE. I, I never followed them up to, to confirm or deny what, what happened there, but I did see murmurs of that. And then also he did train, um, he was doing training and memory. Um, do you happen to know the – for some reason I've forgotten the guy's name. Um, he portra- he was portraying um, Macho Man Randy Savage in TNA. Um, he had that segment with Ric Flair. Oh, oh, um, for some reason, he's, I can see his face, but he's
1: – Yes, dead. I
3: can uh- – I can't think of his name. Um, but I'll, yeah. I'll, it'll probably jump at me at some point. Yeah. That, uh,
1: well, here's a question for I'll you while, while you're pondering that one. Your yeah. grey matter's working in the background. Does Rey Mysterio have any other children that uh, Samoa Joe could perhaps
3: choke out? Um, That's a good question. I think he may Jay, have a daughter. Jay Lethal, by the way. But Jay Lethal. <laughs> Jay Lethal, yeah. That's it. That's Maybe lethal. Jay Lethal's got some kids as well. Hell, anybody <laughs> in the audience, bring your kids in the ring. Samoa Joe will choke them out for for the benefit of guy he's he's got a son dominic and then a daughter uh a liar even better
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and uh, she was born in 2001 so she is a child i think so so uh, maybe uh, not <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, he's start, he, you're starting to backtrack now are you guy.
2: no i've been
3: legally <laughs> he's got this weird fascination of children being choked by (laughs) Samoa (laughs) Joe. But there is an alternative universe where Samoa Joe, where that, um, I think it was on Smackdown, where just before the advert, Samoa Joe followed Dominic, you know, quite alluringly into a dark, like, passageway. And I'm sure in an alternative universe, he's choking the hell out of him still today. So there's still hope guy.
2: That's all I live for. If if it doesn't happen on Sunday, I'll I'll die a bit inside. I can't wait till SummerSlam or whenever it is. I
1: can't. <laughs> the pay-per-view views getting the thumbs down if there's no choking.
2: Yeah, WrestleMania was that, shit yeah. just for that?
1: <laughs> right, let's move across to uh, to the women's championships, the Raw and SmackDown championships, because uh, Becky Two Bells, uh, Becky Lynch, who. I might add, got a tremendous reception uh, again at, at the live event I was at in Newcastle. She was, she definitely got one of the biggest receptions. Crowd were cheering for her. They knew she was going to be coming out, so she's, she really does have a connection with the crowd. Now she's doing double duty. My guess here is a guy that we we obviously she's doing the double duty is we get the Lacey Evans match first. She polishes her off, but that weakens her storyline-wise in order for Charlotte to win the SmackDown title back from um, from Becky Lynch. What says you on my theory?
2: Um, I fear it'll be the other way around. Um, like, she beats Charlotte in like an absolute hellish match, and then Lacey Evans kind of steals the raw belt. Because that would be shit. Um, And that's what they're doing with the women's division at the minute, is just making it shit. Because Becky's literally the only thing, well, the tag team divisions, the iconics are funny, but outside that's a bit shit. But um, yeah, Becky's the only interesting thing in the women's division at the minute. And why not? Why not give Lacey the belt just to make it worse? And yeah. So yeah, I I think I think they'll have like a, a huge match with Charlotte, and then Becky wins because yeah, she's got a number and all that stuff. But then I think maybe Lady steals one, or if if they do want to keep the belt on Becky, um, maybe have Charlotte interrupt or something like that. But I mean, are you just sick of Charlotte at this stage?
1: Yeah, I, I to be I'll be honest, <laughs> I have been for a little while. I just I just get a bit tired. I just. Keep seeing the same things week in week out, the same promos. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not the biggest Charlotte fan. I must admit, I've I've never really bought quite into the hype. But um, so I may be a little bit biased. Uh, to do to do where do you stand on this then? Do you do you go along with Guy's theory or my own, or or do you think that um, Becky retains both, or or Shock Horror could actually lose both on the same night?
3: I suppose that the best thing we can say about this is the fact that we actually don't know. It could literally go any way. Um, she could be Becky two belts, Becky no belts, Becky one belt. You just don't know. Um, I have a sneaky feeling that um, the first match will be against um, the women's right. <laughs> and, 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 and Becky will retain that. And, but I think there's going to be in between or just before the Charlotte match the winner of the money in the bank is going to cash in mm-hmm. and that's going to weaken her even more, which is going to put even more heat on Charlotte. And Vince is going to be losing himself because it's just so much heat that, you know, Charlotte couldn't beat her fair and square. Not only was it, you know, the the one person, Lacey Evans, that 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 wore her out, but now a cash in. And then Becky tries to valiantly fight Charlotte and then subsequently loses it. I do think if she is going to lose it, it it would help them for her to be on Raw than necessarily on SmackDown. And considering Charlotte's already on SmackDown, I, I know the, the wild card and the, the comedy of the brand split at the moment. But I do think they want Charlotte on one and Becky on one traditionally. And then whether they use the brand split or not, I mean, the wild card or not, that, that's a different story. So if anything, I can see her retaining the Raw title at the very least, giving the SmackDown title to Charlotte. Let her, you know, dominate SmackDown as 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 Vince wants her to for forever, um, and then they take it from there. But yeah, I have a sneaky feeling that Money in the Bank is going to be used again for the second year in a row on the same night.
1: Mm, that that will certainly be interesting and it is a different uh, route to take um, before we get to the actual Money in the Bank ladder matches then let's square off with the Universal Championship Seth Rollins defending against AJ Styles and I'll stick with you to do it. I, I've got to be honest I can't see anything but Seth Rollins retaining but I am really really looking forward to these two squaring up
3: yeah this should be a really good match um and you know they're going to be wanting to put on a really good performance. So, uh, as you say, I'm also looking forward to it. My only concern is that Brock Lesnar doesn't have a a, a match scheduled yet for Saudi Arabia, or that well, at a time of recording, I don't think he has a match scheduled yet. And considering that you know on the UFC side, Daniel Cormier, who he was meant to be fighting. Um, has has an opponent now for, I think, Oct- August, September time. So Brock clearly is not going to be fighting the UFC, at least for the next three, four, five, maybe six months at the very least. So you'd assume he's coming back into the fold to some extent in WWE and his book for the Saudi Arabia tour. Does he come and spoil the ending of this match and just take them both out and then that becomes a match at Saudi Arabia? That's my only worry because... This match is too good to 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 just go on without a hitch for for me. But if if Brock isn't involved, then I think Seth retains. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that would be an awful lot of money to spend on one of his appearances, wouldn't it?
3: Yeah, it, it, but Vince has been known to do that. So. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. A uh, guy, um, do, do you? see seth rollins retaining in this one uh, and and like uh today would do you do you fear we could get some outside interference in this and we don't get uh, a nice clean finish to uh hopefully an excellent match
2: that would be really annoying to be fair um i think you've got i think it's fair to say this is a bit of a dream match i know AJ is not kind of been at the level he was um, at the early part of his title run, or probably just before his title run. Um, his WWE title run, I should say, but yeah, it, it, this is somewhat of a dream wa- dream match, and to have a crappy ending that we've, we already saw with um, Roman and Strowman in that Hell in a Cell match, so I know they like using rehash shit, but I mean, that wasn't that long ago. That was like six months ago, if that. Um, so, yeah, I don't really... I don't think they'll do the... Uh, I don't think they'll do the... Um, uh, I don't think they'll have Brock coming on this one. I think we might get an AJ heel turn, though. Maybe not on Money in the Bank, but I think they're building awards it.
1: Well, actually, you took the words out of my mouth there because I was going to ask that question, curiously enough. I wondered whether... Was it just me at that contract signing? Was there a few little subtle hints there that we could get another AJ heel turn, because I liked heel AJ Styles. Yeah, I
2: think I think his best work's been as a heel if, for me personally. I mean, his much-loved um, feud with John Cena, probably his best work, I think it's fair to say. Maybe with Roman as well, but he was a heel there as well. Um, and I, I think there's a few lines in a couple of his promos where he's saying he's got friends too. I'm not sure if that means the club but they obviously asked for their release or they aren't signing new contracts so i doubt it's them to be put in such a prominent position but i mean maybe there's some japanese talent that you could just put naturally there i mean probably or baron corbin (laughs) 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 we haven't mentioned him yet and that's a good thing Uh, no because
1: you don't want people to change the channel
2: yeah yeah but i mean It'll be quite interesting to see how this feud goes because, again, similarly to um, the WWE title, I can see this feud going going beyond one pay-per-view, if not two or three or even four. Sometimes it gets oversaturated, but I wouldn't really mind if Seth Rollins and Asia are putting on classics every every four weeks. Um, yeah, I, I, I think we'll get a heel turn. Maybe not at Money in the Bank, um, but possibly building up to... Is it the is the Saudi show the next event pay per view? What the hell we call it? I think it is. No idea. I think it's Extreme Rules after that.
1: Um, yeah, I won't be watching this yeah. Saudi show. I'm afraid.
2: There's <laughs> Goldberg the Undertaker. Not tickle your fancy. <laughs> um, in
1: 1998, it would have done. In 1999, it would have done. But in 2019, it most certainly does not.
2: Are you sure, Cost? Like. That's Goldberg carrying
1: a match there. Um, Yeah. (laughs) hey, The 90s were so popular. Yeah, they were. But all those guys are like in their 50s now. And it's just not the 90s anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, someone needs to tell (laughs) tell Vince. Uh, It's not the 90s anymore. These guys are now in their 50s. Uh, Jesus. The nostalgia only goes so far.
2: I'm going to watch it just for that because it's going to be funny and awful. Like the last one, but anyway, um, yeah, I think I think AJ um, Seth will go on for a, for a, for a few pay per views, and a, I really do hope AJ turns heel myself because I agree with you. I think I prefer him as a heel, and his baby face run—it's not gone terrible or anything like that, but maybe just gone a bit stale.
1: Yeah, so a quick one from you then to do before we move on to the ladder matches. Then uh, same question to you then. Do you see an AJ Styles heel turn?
3: Or you know, is it is it just me? Was there little hints there? Yeah, they've definitely teased it, I think. Um I I would be for it. I think at the very least just use the 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 Good Brothers, are they called now? Um Yeah, just reform some sort of bullet club slash club. I think Um,
1: they're called the future endeavors.
3: yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, that's threw really, me. Um, yeah, hopefully they, they get to use them as part of, you know, um AJ's crew. I wouldn't even mind them helping AJ win the title and have Seth chase against three guys, considering Roman is on the other show slash actually on both shows now be- because the wildcard rule was made specifically for him to be on both shows. But if you have a Seth Rollins chasing a, a heel AJ who has two cronies who who can stand in the way, I think that could be really exciting. Mm.
1: So on to the uh, Money in the Bank ladder matches. Now, the, this is what we really tune in for, let, let's face it, because they are fun and it sets up a multitude of potential storylines. So on the women's side of it, and I've got, I'll prerequisite this by saying both of these on paper don't look as good as as in previous years. But on the women's side of it we have Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, Carmela, and to be announced because we do not have Alexa Bliss partaking in uh, do we today uh, to do a um is uh, there are rumours that it's uh, concussion related again, in which case you, you really would have to fear for a career, but um, is, are there any rumours as to who, who we could expect to see uh, potentially a no longer crazy Nikki Cross?
3: I think that's probably the logical choice here. Um, I, I haven't heard anything and it's still up in the air. WWE did put out a press statement, I think, earlier today saying that the announcement would be imminent, and it still hasn't been announced yet. So it's just a waiting game for that one. Um, it it is a shame, really, that Alexa can't, can't compete. And hopefully uh, she's okay. She seems to be a, a one of the competitors that is always in the title picture. If you if you look at her previous, you know, or her whole career in on the main roster, it's always involved to a certain extent some sort of title push. Or trying to get to the title she's never been on the on the on the sides unless she's she's been injured so clearly wwe and vince sees a lot in her um so hoping that she's okay in terms of the match itself i think they've they've got enough people there that are willing to try and put on a good show um that that it should it should be good and uh, as guy mentioned earlier he was saying he doesn't. He he thinks it's just below the, the big four. I think it's taken over Survivor Series and, and snick, snuck its way into the big four because I think Survivor Series is a bit outdated if if, if we look at it as the way they're portraying it at the moment, um, as the one night a year where Raw and SmackDown compete, whereas we see that every single week. But anyway, um, in terms of a winner, I, I think Vince will win it on Mandy Rose. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I think she could do a lot of things with, with being a, a heel, having the briefcase. Um from personal perspective, I'd like Ember Moon to win it because that would mean she's likely to become champion soon. Um, she needs to work on her promos though. So I I, I don't know if if she's going to if, if Vince would put the, the you know the money in the back on someone who's not a good talker at the moment. So probably Mandy Rose. Well would be my pick.
1: And Guy, what about yourself then for for this? Uh who first of all, who do you see coming in place of Alexa? And who do you expect to uh to come out of Money in the Bank with the briefcase?
2: Um if it's not Nikki Cross, the only person it could possibly be is Sasha and this is a big story. But I really doubt that. I mean, we were kind of wrong on the Dean Ambrose one, but there's still time for that to be bullshit. <laughs> he could still come back. Um, yeah. If it's not, if it's not um, Nikki Cross, I I don't see who it could be. I mean, we're we're already scraping the uh, the bottom of the barrel with um, Natalia and Dana and Mandy Rose and everyone else in it. <laughs> so yeah, it's. I think it has to be Nikki Cross, and I, I I was surprised she wasn't in it in the first place to be honest. Because it's pretty much the perfect setting for her to announce herself. Um, obviously she's kind of playing. Well, she was kind of playing a normal or sane version of Nikki Cross in in the promo, but she was still working as mental Nikki Cross. Um, which is kind of strange. But I mean, if they if they really want to work on. On her being, I I like to keep her mental, or at least in the ring, because I think if if she does go in this match, I think it's perfect, and it it'd be a good way to get her over. Um, but in terms of winner, not Mandy Rose, but yeah. please for the love of God, no. <laughs> uh, we've already got Lacey Evans in a in a in a one on one match for the title. I don't need that. Um, uh, thing is, I was fancying Alexa Bliss to win it with how recent t- um, TV's gone and the Nikki Cross stuff was quite interesting I thought that might have led to something um, but if she's out um, is the safest one Bailey?
1: because she can't well, I was I'd just going to say here's he's, he's a thought for you I mean I'm like I'm with a do on this that I would like to see um, Ember Moon get yeah, the briefcase so, and be involved in the title picture because I would really like that and and if we were to have say Charlotte taking uh, taking the title taking the SmackDown Women's title, it could be Ember Moon, Charlotte, and, and all of that. I would, this is what I'm thinking though. Bailey wins the briefcase and goes heel on on Becky on mm. Raw. That is th- there's one from there. There's a little. There's a little theory from myself, so to speak. I'm going to throw that one out there.
2: I quite like that, to be honest. I think Bailey really, really needs a change in character. And a heel turn, I think, could do that. Kind of stop painting her as like a clown. Get rid of the Bailey buddies. I'm not even sure if they're still there anymore. It's been a while since I've seen Bailey.
1: <laughs> no, no, the Bailey buddies have to be there. She has to come out and just punch them and push them down.
2: They just have to be all like so, painted black and be an emo and stuff. <laughs> yeah, sad faces.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you on board with this today, with,
3: Yeah, that's uh, a good shot. But yeah, a nasty, I, vindictive Bailey, a bitter, a bitter Bailey. I, I always wanted Bailey to end up becoming Sister Abigail, so I've, I've always been into a, a bitter, more dark, edgier Bailey. Um, I, I think. As you were saying it, and then obviously you you went on to mention Raw, um, that she she shows up on Raw. But if she does win Money in the Bank, I could see her at least being propelled to Charlotte's level because if Charlotte were to win the SmackDown title, there's literally no one that's lined up for her, or you know, to anyone to challenge her. And what more than Bailey, if she stays as as the the good girl and you can see sort of the type of characters that WWE likes to keep as faces and keep as heel. If she stays as the baby face, if she is a baby face and she just says, as soon as she wins it, she comes on the next Tuesday and she says, Charlotte, I'm putting this down and I'm challenging you at the next pay-per-view or in Saudi Arabia, which is the next, in inverted commas, pay-per-view. Um, and then you know Vince or whoever does everything they can to try and make it impossible for her to beat Charlotte whenever the match happens. Because at the moment I I don't see who's going to be the next challenger for that SmackDown title if Becky doesn't keep the title and and they continue that Becky-Charlotte thing. Mm,
1: Interesting, interesting. The the good thing is there are different potential winners and there are even more different permutations with whomever wins it. So there's something positive to take from it. So finally, onto the uh, the men's um, Money in the Bank match. Um, it's Sami Zayn now in place of uh, in place of Braun Strowman. Uh, Ricochet.
2: <laughs> sorry. What? Sorry. Thank God it has been replaced. It's, made, it's <laughs> yeah. made it more interesting.
1: Yeah, Sami Zayn, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Ali, um, Finn Balor, Andrade, and Randy Orton. Um, a few in there. Uh, you know, I don't want to see be touching it. Well, a couple in there, I don't want to see touch it. Um, today, were any 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 favourites for you to to well, two ways we we'll call this. Who would you most like to uh, to see win it, and and who do you think will win it?
3: Um, yeah, it's quite an interesting one, and maybe I'll I'll talk us into me picking someone. But um, if you look at, for example, Braun Strowman. There has been rumors that he's got heat backstage. Um, I don't know if you guys saw at the Royal Rumble. Mm. Uh, I mean, at the WrestleMania, at the was it the the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, ten thousand fifty nine, um, where there was a spot between him, Luke Harper, and Ali. Was, was that mm. a wrestle at Royal Rumble? Or at, at, I think that was uh, Royal Rumble, pretty maybe. sure,
2: pretty sure Battle Royal.
3: Okay, yeah, yeah, somewhere where. Braun messed up a couple of, of spots there. Mm. And then also, um, so, so you got heat for that. And then also, he's rumoured to to be working with an injury at the moment. Not an injury that needs him to have surgery or time off, but just a niggling injury at the moment. So maybe that's, that's something that um, has played a factor in him being taken out of this match. Um, and then if you look at, for example, Andrade, if I was going to be picking one of the the favorites for me, it would be Andrade. I think he could do really well with, with the money in the bank. Um, obviously, the, there's the rumors that he went up to Vince's office and demanded, you know, a bigger push. Vince basically turned around and said, learn to speak English and then come and talk to me again, which I think is quite a weird thing to say, especially to a person that's got a manager. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't need to do the speaking. If he's going to speak, let him speak in Spanish. Uh, Zelina Vega can translate Um, but anyway that's allegedly what Vince told him and it shows because the last couple of episodes he has been speaking more and more English and taking more of the promos Um, but yeah if I I was going to pick I would have picked him but I have a feeling that Vince Vince McMahon's voice, Sami Zayn is going to take it because how in inverted commas annoying would it be if the guy that's basically speaking what Vince wants to be telling the audience at the moment, you know, the talking directly to the critics and how people complain all the time. And you can see Vince is specifically writing Sami Zayn's promos at the moment. I can see Vince wanting, wanting the money in the bank briefcase with him every time he goes and makes one of those promos. So yeah, so I want Andrade, but I think it's going to be Sami Zayn.
1: Mm, I, I like your choices. I like your choices, and guy, same to you. Then, who would be your personal pick if you could? But who do you actually think is going to win it?
2: Anyone but Carbon. Any, <laughs> anyone?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we <laughs> can all. I think we can all go along with that, apart from Randy Orton as no, well.
2: No, no. I'd, I'd literally, I'd take Randy Orton just to just to not give it to Corbin Well, yeah, okay,
1: like his second worst.
2: Yeah, option. Yeah, there's a big gap between last and second last, though. (laughs) Um, But in terms of who I'd want to win it, I love that Sammy Zane (laughs) shout. He's such a dickhead. (laughs) I love it. Uh, I mean, the thing is, he's obviously kind of started a little thing with um, Kofi there, so you could see that. You could see a feud with Seth. That'd be good as well, or... AJ, whoever wins that one. Um so I think I think it's between Drew, but I don't think he really needs it, but I think he'd be good with it. But I think they need to rebuild him up because they've done a they've done a bloody number on him. <laughs> um but I think it'll be between Drew, Andrade, and Sammy now that he's been put in. I think Andrade is the favourite because I think I think he's the one who needs building most as a star. Um, Obviously, he's he's only... He's only really had one feud on on, on television, and that's with Rare, where he just decided, ah, fuck it, I'll just put five star matches on for f- consecutive weeks. And he did. Um, so I think I think Andrade probably needs it the most to kind of announce himself there. And if he cast Donald Kofi, for example, it'd be instant superstar heat status, or even Roman, but that'd probably, as I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, that'd be a
1: It does have a significant other uh, fight in his corner as well. Mm. Yes. Mm.
2: Yes, Private. English tutor, Miss <laughs> uh, <Ms. laughs> Charlotte Flair. Uh But yeah, it's, it's, that probably helps. But I think I think it'll be between. I think Andrade will win it. I'd really like to see Sammy win it. But I'd be happy, as I said, happy with anyone apart from Baron and, and Randy, realistically. But yeah, I think Andrade needs it the most. But Sammy is a lovely shout, and I'd love that.
1: Yeah, a Randy Orton would be a boring option. Yeah, uh, Baron Corbin, I just just really need they need to stop. Stop with this Baron Corbin thing because it's not—it's not a good heat. It's a boredom heat. That's why people don't like him. <laughs> um, my my, you mentioned Drew McIntyre. I actually think of everyone. He probably would be the best one with that briefcase in hand, purely because as things stand, we have two babyface champions. So you know, and and I, and I think back to the original Money in the Bank. With Edge as that opportunistic, sadistic heel, cashing in at the the most opportune moment to steal the title from uh, from a weary babyface champion. I, just for me, it's it would be ideal in the hands of um, of someone like Drew McIntyre, and I do feel like he's kind of he he's he's just around that sort of main event picture. He's just. He's ready to take that next step. He just needs something, and I think this could be it.
2: He just needs to get away from Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman. He, re- he needs to move away from them.
1: And Bobby Lashley.
2: Well, that's just a given. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he just he really needs to get out. I mean, Baron Corbin's the one who makes it worse because Bobby Lashley's there. He's, he's never... He never talks, and yeah, he's, he's boring enough to ignore, whereas Baron Corbin's loud enough to, you have to listen to him, whereas Drew, he, he was so good with Ziggler, and then there was that little thing where he was on his own and he got even better, and then they put him in the, the trio of boredom and, and ratings killers uh, against The Shield. Um, And yeah, it's just been downhill since then. Nice little, the build-up to the Roman Reigns match was brilliant, match was shit. Um, and then he's kind of suffered since then, so yeah. I mean, if it if it got drew away from the, the shite... channel changes, yeah, the channel changes I like that one. Uh, there's a tag it, team. Yeah, there's it... a tag team for you. <laughs> if it got if it got drew away from the channel changes, I, I, it it's job done for me. I, I think that'd serve its purpose. But I think the best one about the best thing about this one is you can you can really see everyone win it, maybe bar Finn Balor. Yeah,
1: maybe, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, because he's obviously got the IC title. I'll probably say yeah. he's the
1: only one I can't see win it. And he probably, he probably actually doesn't need it at the moment, which is a nice
3: thing. Mm. And then just to to hop onto that Drew McIntyre shot, I think that's a sneaky good shot because he's getting into that zone with, which I was worried for with Samoa Joe, where he's you know the the no nonsense heel. That, you know, he comes out, gives promos where he's promising that he's going to end your life type thing, and then he ends up losing the match. And every single time, Samoa Joe never won the big match, even though he was being, you know, portrayed as this big, big menacing heel, and even the the commentators were going on about how vicious he is. Drew could slip into that. And we've seen that with maybe to the biggest extent with um, Bray Wyatt, where Every single time he would talk about the sadistic things or whatever, and then he ends up losing the big match every single time. And I think that waters down a talent, whereas Drew McIntyre, he's come back, um, you know, looking a, a lot better than he left the WWE. And you can see every time he does his promos, there's a little bit of truth in there where he's saying, you know, I'm back and I'm here to take over type thing. He can't keep losing. At some point, he's got to win a big one. So, the uh, uh, Money in the Bank would be justification for all the stuff he's been he's been saying over the past few years.
1: Yeah, eloquently put. So, final point for each of you. Then, I'll let you pick. What do you think is going to be match of the night? Bray Wyatt's
3: debut. He's going to wait. A- where does he break <laughs> him? Where does he? He,
1: break- he can't. He can't <laughs> take uh, Alexa Bliss's place in the women's oh ladder match.
2: Imagine if he comes out of Sister Abigail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm going to use my final point, not to mention that, but I have to mention that Bray Wyatt's got confirmed now with this week's Firefly Funhouse to have the best gimmick in the world. Uh, it was only a theory last time we'd spoke, Andy, but now it is confirmed. Uh, okay. But yeah, f- match of the night... Um... Oh, I have to say some more Joe versus Rey Mysterio now, don't I? Just yes,
1: okay, for, yes. just for the choking of yeah. children Yeah, yeah Okay, today what are your predictions for match of the night?
3: I actually think it's going to be a, a match in protest, like an angry match, and it's going to be Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus the Usos They're going to be so pissed off that they're on the pre-show that they're going to put on a fantastic match
1: I like it, I like it <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll see, we'll see what happens and uh, we will be back next week to talk about it all anyway, so uh, thanks to to Guy and to Dewa, uh, and to of course to all of you guys listening. We really do appreciate you listening in and downloading the podcast. Uh, your your contributions are very much appreciated and valued by us. So thank you so much. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, at pw underscore index is our Twitter handle. But until next time, when we we will be back, or the two of us, or three of us, or some of us will be back to talk about uh, money in the bank and and break it all down and see whose predictions were right and whose were wrong and all the rest of it Um, from myself, Guy and today we're here at the Pro Wrestling Index it's bye bye now